Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you think these were worse sinners than all the others? Well, I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will perish. It's good to come home. It's good to come home when you are welcomed. It's needed when you come home and you're welcomed with love and acceptance. I travel a bit as the director of Vicarage and Deacon's internships, and after I've been gone for a week, it's good to come home. It's good to come home and, and to be welcomed, to be loved. But not just when you've gone a long time. Any day when you come home, it's good to be welcomed. We need that. I can come home, drive uh, up to the house, walk through the front door, open up the door, and there's Noah, the comfort dog. Well, it's nice to be welcomed with love and acceptance and, of course, with the other people in the house, too. <laughs> repentance, repentance, a part of repentance is being welcomed home being welcomed home by Jesus with his love and his acceptance. But a bit more of that later. Let's go back to this reading. And there's these Galileans. As you know, animals were sacrificed, the blood's there, and for some reason they are murdered, they're slaughtered, and their blood gets mixed with the blood of the sacrifice. It's a sacrilege, it's a catastrophe, something horrible has happened here. There's this tower. Eighteen people are either in it or standing right beneath it, and all of a sudden the stones and the mortar and the bricks comes crashing down, and 18 of them are dead just like that. And so Jesus says, do you think these Galileans, uh, these people who died at the tower, are they worse sinners than all the others around them? And Jesus answers, no. And we can get a sense of that even in our our day and age, too. I received mail from St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, and I open that up, and there is usually like an eight-year-old girl who no longer has hair because of the cancer treatments, a hospital gown, an IV, but a big smile on her face, all in an effort to gather donations for this hospital that will treat these children free. Now, is that eight-year-old girl at St. Jude's Children's Hospital a worse sinner than the eight-year-old girl on a soccer team or a swimming team? And it seems as though Jesus is saying no. What about uh, last year a 10-year-old girl was doing homework in uh, North St. Louis in her room and a stray bullet from a drive-by shooting kills her just like that. Was she a worse sinner than, say, the, the girl here in the suburbs doing her homework and survives? Well, no. Or the mother and the son who are coming back from a uh, baseball practice and a drunk driver crosses over the median and kills both of them in the car accident. Were they worse sinners than the, the mother and the son that left baseball practice 15 seconds earlier? And Jesus says, no. And now, and now we're ready. 
we're ready for Jesus to tell us, okay, so why did these bad things happen to these particular people? And Jesus doesn't give us the answer. He doesn't go into that abstract, here's why these things happen. No, instead, he turns it right on the people who are listening to them, right on us who are, are reading this, this passage, and he says, unless you repent, you too will perish. Right out of the abstract why and right into our lives unless you repent. And this perish, well, <laughs> I'm sure it refers to the unrepentant perishing for eternity. Where you have no more opportunity to be welcomed home, no more opportunity to be with Jesus, no more opportunity to experience God's love, no more hope, and that's the perishing. That is a catastrophe. That is a disaster worse than any other, unless you repent. Now, when it comes to repentance, one of the most common ways of describing it or defining it is to say you turn around. You're headed one direction, and you make a 180-degree turn. And that works. Anything that is taking you away from Jesus, well, turn away from it and head back to him. Anything that's disrupting your relationship with God, well, turn around and head back to the Father. What might that be? More than just murder and embezzlement or adultery. More likely, it's we're turning away from the things that happen each and every day in our lives. Perhaps it has something to do with money. We hold on to it too tightly. We don't handle it well. Uh, perhaps <laughs> we from paycheck to paycheck, and so we're no longer able to give, no longer able to give generously, no longer able to give to those in need, no longer able to give joyfully. Well, if that's the case, then it's time to turn around and head back to Jesus in repentance. Or maybe it's fear. The Bible certainly says do not fear, but we can be afraid of all sorts of things. We can be afraid of losing somebody we love. We can be afraid of, uh, of what crime is going on. We can be afraid of which political candidate is going to be elected. We can be afraid of all sorts of things and and. Repentance is to turn away, to turn around and head back. Or maybe it has something to do with lust. Maybe it has, maybe it has a, a wandering away, a walking away because of the things that you're watching on a television screen or a computer or, or well, do you ever notice how hard it is to even go swimming on a beach anymore? Well, turn around. Yes, repentance can do that, but that's only part of it. Once you turn around, you're headed somewhere else, and you're headed toward Jesus who will welcome you home. What's good in repentance is that Jesus is there, and he welcomes you home with love. He welcomes you home with acceptance and forgiveness. The parable of the prodigal son is a wonderful, wonderful example of this. We all know the young boy 
The younger son, what does he do? He wants his inheritance. He asks for it. He takes it. And he turns away and leaves. Now, as Americans, one of the things we most often focus about in this parable is that he squandered his money in wasteful living. But the prior problem, maybe even the bigger problem, was this. He left home. He left home. You know, in another country, when you don't know the culture or the way things are going, it's pretty easy for somebody to take your money from you. Immigrants know all about this. It's not surprising he ends up poverty-stricken and eating nothing compared to the animals he's feeding. But something happens, and he decides to go back home. And when he comes back home, what happens? He is welcomed. He is welcomed. A ring, shoes, a robe. It's a celebration. He's come home. That part of repentance is when you are welcomed home with love and acceptance. Repentance is coming home to Jesus. And there he is, arms wide open, nail-scarred hands welcoming you. Oh, and it's wonderful. When he spread out his arms on the cross, he took everything, everything that we would have been wandering away in the wrong direction about. There on the cross is the forgiveness we need for our fear, our lust, our greed, and everything else that we need to repent of. And when he rises from the dead, he is creating a home for us, a home for us to come home to, a home that is filled with love and forgiveness and acceptance. Repentance, repentance finally ends you up in the arms of Jesus. And it's good to come home. In Martin Luther's evening prayer, I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day. What's the very first petition? And I ask you to forgive my sins where I have done wrong. There's a daily moment of repentance and you come home to Jesus. Last November, I turned 60 years old. I figure I've got two-thirds of my life left. but it could be 98% over. The cancer cells could be growing in my body. The stray bullet could hit me. The plane I'm flying home on could crash. That's why every day is a day for repentance. Every day is a day to come home to Jesus. When I'm out on my trips, I use a GPS. I miss my turn, and you know what it says? Turn around when possible. 
With Jesus, you can always turn around. And he welcomes you. Oh, he welcomes you with love and acceptance and forgiveness. Every day is a good day for repentance. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all our understanding fill our hearts and our minds with that welcome of Jesus in repentance. We stand to sing.